What is going on, everybody? Welcome to an all-new All About the Birds weekly report here on the AAT Sports Network. It doesn't matter who the three of us are because I don't know if you can see this, but join on the screen right now is the one, the only, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Hollis Thomas, former Philadelphia Eagle, 10-year player, and just just, just one of the coolest motherfuckers you're ever going to meet. <laughs> Hollis, what's going on, buddy? What's up, fellas? Uh, great to finally meet you guys and put a, a picture with the face, a picture with the voice, slash uh, face with a uh, face with the voice. So I've talked to a couple of you guys on the phone. I hadn't met hadn't met Chip yet. I met I talked to the other two guys. <laughs> so um, That's me. It's, it's pretty, this is pretty cool. I was just looking at the highlights. They they made made me feel a little nostalgic and misty. <laughs> and jo Johnny, our video guy, he puts these together, and when we talk to former players, they're like. I'm ready to go. Like I'm, I'm ready to play, <laughs> and uh, we kind of like that. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's just a great, great form and stuff. And um, the, uh, the, the video kind of, I saw, I saw you had one, one, one picture of Christy Jones in there. Uh, that was one of my, one of my, uh, one of my favorite people, one of my favorite people when I first got it. He, he had a short career, but he, was, he just was like, um, he kind of had that attitude of what you expect a receiver to have. A lot of people don't know that. I don't know if you guys are old enough to remember Chris T. Jones. He was uh, he came in with Bobby Taylor, uh, Bobby Taylor, uh, Bobby Taylor draft. Mm -hmm. out of, out of yeah. of Miami. Yeah. He, was, uh, he wore number eighty-two, uh, and but he uh, he was with uh, Urban Fryer. Urban Fryer's first year yeah. uh, coming there, and he was just like you just when you when you saw him the the nastiness that he had as a receiver, it just don't come across that that much. Yeah, we mentioned that with our our Irving Fryer episode of opening the vault. We mentioned Christy uh, Jones. I mean, Christy Jones. Uh, did you so. uh, Irving's my buddy. I did I did uh, some coaching stuff before he had a, a bit of a legal issue, but uh, <laughs> but that's uh, that's my guy. Amazingly, um, we we decided to not bring that up on that episode. It was funny that we did that. Uh, <laughs> he said he said he said everything was open. But right. he's an awesome guy. He was so nice, so courteous. We absolutely enjoyed having time to talk. Oh well, yeah, that's a, yeah, that's my guy. He's a, he he said he's a, one of the, one of the nicest, uh, most uh, honest guys that, I, that that I've been around. And I said we still friends to this day. I was uh, I was just with him with his uh, on his wife's birthday uh, not too long ago, and um, it was just like one of those things where he when he he asked to uh, come on when I was doing it this other show, they wanted to know what was off limits. He was like everything's on limits. Not just bring me on there because he's like I'm not. He's, the thing is, is sometimes guys get to that thing where they feel like they're they're still relevant. It's like, yeah, we want to know what you're doing, and if you've done some fucked up shit, we we want to we mainly want to know about that. But and then we'll and then we'll praise you about how we remember you. And he's one of the great guys that did that uh, that did that for us. So I, I was uh, I was I coached at uh, Robbinsville with him, the Robbinsville Ravens uh, football. And then uh, that's when he, he got he got in a little in the trouble. So, uh, yeah, he was one of one of my favorite receivers as well. Mine too, mine yeah. too. I loved watching Irving Fryer play. And Hollis, you said I don't know if you guys are old enough to remember that. I may not look it. I'm actually the old head here. I'm almost forty. Um, ah. <laughs> I do remember, you know, like the the mid to late '90s when the team wasn't that great. Um, so I remember guys like you coming in. And I do have one question for you. You know, the training camps that Andy Reid ran were notoriously difficult. Do you yeah. ever look at what Nick Sirianni is doing and what's going on in the league now and just think, man, I wish it was like that when I was playing. He's short well, I know, I know, is, I know Nick would, uh, would rather have it to be like, uh, to be like a little bit like the old days that you get some hitting in, uh, but the, the, the rough and training, Andy's training, training camp were notoriously hard, but it wasn't the hardest that the, the hardest ones I went through were when I first went to the New Orleans Saints, uh, they, Sean Payton, a lot of people think that Sean, Sean Payton, Payton is a disciple. He comes from the uh, Ray Rhodes coaching tree. A lot of people don't realize how, uh, how Ray Rhodes, uh, there's a lot of coaches that came from under Ray Rhodes. Like Sean Payton was he was a quarterback's coach here. And, and, John, and uh, Harbaugh was actually here before Andy Reid got here. And he, he made sure that they, they hired him afterwards. But he, he ran, uh, we did two practices twice a day two and a half hours full gear up until the first preseason game, not just the first three days. So <laughs> the, I love the practice here 
uh, in, in training camp, mainly because you got a chance. The fans got you got a chance to interact with the fans, and they were and they were there, and he gave you something to do, it, and it turned into that rigmarole of hitting the same person every day, all day. You had a cheering section, so you didn't want to you didn't want you didn't want the guy in front of you to get any un, undue cheers. So basically, you, you you went out there, you performed, and and the people let you know what you didn't. And it was it was, a, it was actually a great time, and I didn't realize until um, until after I was playing how some people actually scheduled their uh, their vacations around going up to Lehigh and kicking it with us. Yep. And, and, then, and then I and then I, I started feeling real old when I see guys like <laughs> see guys like Mike. And he's like, I grew I grew up watching. I was like, oh shit. And then uh, <laughs> I go, the one guy is, is one guy. He's actually my trainer now. Um, he, he he showed me a ball when I when I first started playing. I was signing my whole damn name. And if you guys remember when we first got up to Lehigh, it was a long line of people yeah. before they start. Before they, it was like so you as a rookie, it was like you had to sign every one of them. So Tiny Hollis Thomas is ninety plus degree heat, the entire name, and then your number, and then somebody wrote, can you personalize it? Hell no. But I, <laughs> And so and signing every autograph and then trying to get to lunch and then having a meeting in between practice, it got pretty monotonous. So I was like, I have to come up with a quick way to sign a lot of a lot of autographs. And that's what the autograph you see now. That's what I came up with that because signing your full name is having mm-hmm, it's it's uh, tedious. It's like you you enjoy the you enjoy the uh the uh, attention. I was like, but sometimes it's like, oh god, man. But that's I, I think that's but I think really but, <laughs> but I, I think the uh, one thing that I was talking about uh, training camp because I, I was on Fourth and John, uh, we we uh, we talked about training camp and the one thing that I, I think that that uh, the people are missing and I, and and, as, and the players as well is the fans being there like they were every day. Yeah. It was like it, it was it was it was like you knew certain people were going to be there. The fans, people that had signs and stuff. You, you realize the you realize the year we went to we brought TO there. There were fifteen thousand fans there each day. Yeah, yep. mm-hmm. I remember. Oh, and I remember. It, it, the rudest of awakening was uh, my first year in New Orleans, and there was about a hundred people that waiting to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a slight difference. I, I was like, ah, but it was uh, eventually it, it turned it uh, turned a little better. But uh, with the fresh air fund, in which they got going today. Me and Barry Brooks and uh, even Mike Quick was somebody we could have lasted another ten years. Oh yeah, uh, the training camp takes its toll on, on your body, though. So. Oh yeah, no doubt. Sure. Well, and especially coming out like you know you did as an undrafted you know rookie. I mean, you really had to just from Jump Street do everything that you had to do to prove it, and then you became an integral part of the defense. And did you ever actually? Because because we're talking about training camp, was there ever mm-hmm. a point where? As training cramps and you participated more and more in them, where you were kind of like, you know what, I know I'm on this team. Maybe I could take this one a little bit off. What at what point were you like, I don't need to push myself as hard because I know during the season I'm going to push myself. Yeah, no point because you, as, a, as a as an undrafted free agent, it's like, well, the one thing that I, I learned, especially within my first year of actually making making the team, they, they can still cut your ass. They bring if, it, if anybody don't know. Every money that you have off, there are people coming to work out, and they coming out to work out for your position, and they look pretty good because it's like that's why they think with uh, with everybody playing those preseason games. We play those preseason games, all the teams are looking at you, so you better right. be on your p's and q's. Because some just just think, I may I may have made the team here, but it may be somebody that they covered on another team that they covered more than me. Mm-hmm. So if I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do at all times. You know, it's like you. There's, what have you done for me lately? And I used to. I, I people, uh, my brother teases me a little bit sometimes because even when I was, even when I was, uh, I still watch college football. Like when I when I played, I watched college football mainly to see who was coming out to try to take my job. See, it's like so. And when they bring the other guys in there, that's their new, that's their new toy. They want their new toy to do well. So I just right. make sure that I just make sure that their old toy still has some new, still has some newness to it. So. No, and <laughs> and I think one of one of my favorite things um, before we get to our announcement, one thing I want to bring up, one of my favorite plays that you had, um, and I think 
um, it was a little bit special. The game uh, was 2004 NFC Championship game mm-hmm. against Michael Vick. The nice big yeah. hit right up the middle, him coming up and you laying them, laying them out. But that game, because the previous years, mistaken, you were hurt in those other yeah, previous three, yeah. So this this game was kind of like, you know, and I feel like you were a missed integral part of the team that was missed. If you look at the those games, um, in my opinion, especially uh, 2003, um, not mm-hmm. having Trot, not having you, not having uh, Emmons, I believe, not having mm-hmm. Westbrook. Andre Burgess. Burgess. Yeah. It was it was, two, it was all, those first three had two missing parts. It was myself and Derek Burgess. We we didn't play it. We didn't get to play it, any of them until the last one. And we were the last one. I don't know if you remember that year leading up to that. I dislocated my elbow. And, but Derek Bridges was already rehabbing because he had a cracked sternum. And both of us, we were both like, uh, we were praying, dude, that we could get back just, just to make the playoffs. And when they said, because um, when I dislocated my elbow, it was a Washington game. Um, and it was it's a ligament. I don't know if I can show you. The ligament that holds right there. As long as I did, that didn't tear, I could rehab my elbow and wear a brace and play. I don't know. I, I went over uh, to the no, Novacare to get uh, the open MRI because I'm claustrophobic. Those things aren't made for the big man. Uh, <laughs> so I was in the open MRI. Just pray, I was just praying that it wasn't tore. And it wasn't. And they were like, good news, it's not tore. I was like, great. So it was like, I felt like we were destined to make, at least make it that year. Um, and I know everybody, what's on everybody's mind is a lot of people call uh, the boy the GOAT. I think he's just a very good quarterback. Um, uh, they cheated. They had two cheating scandals attached to his name. You can't be the GOAT with two cheating scandals attached to your name. Uh, one of them directly uh, equated to you deflating the ball so you can get a better grip, so you can have less turnovers. The other other was uh, a, a myriad of things that they did, and they probably still try to do because they just recently got caught two years ago doing the same thing to the Cincinnati Bengals, who were 2-14 at the time. So they must have knew the Cincinnati Bengals was going to be good at some point. Uh, when you have those type of scandals, you're not the best. You got what you got busted cheating, and they and they did nothing. You see them trying to do the things now. Now you see them trying to act hard now on people like this stuff that just happened with the Dolphins. It's like you see them trying to act, trying to come down hard on everybody now because you fucked up. You you fucked up with the one that truly mattered. That was the integrity of the game. A lot of people yep. were saying that saying that uh, it, it didn't mean nothing. If it didn't mean nothing, why'd you do it? If it didn't mean mm-hmm. nothing, why is there a microphone and defensive players' helmets now? If it didn't mean anything, so yeah. And, and, and when I, the other part was the it's, it, it, the investigation they did and the lengths that they went through, the stealing of, of, of game day playbooks, the recording of walkthroughs. <laughs> Man, come on! You can say a lot of people can say you crying over spilled milk. It means you never played the game and you don't know what it takes to to get prepared to play a game. Right. Have somebody doing that to you, so so well said. But that, well, thank. <laughs> no, I mean it's but you played the game, and obviously, I mean it was directly affecting your career. So, I mean, what well, well, the one thing, Chip, is uh, if you ask anybody that played in that Super Bowl game on defense, that second half, even at ask, ask Dawkins, ask Trotter, everybody, somehow they knew exactly what we were in every time we were in it. Hmm. Interesting. And it, and it was, wasn't and just game day preparation. No. Well, they, you remember back then they had we were hand signaling calls in. Yeah. I said, do you do you know the do you know the, you know the whole whole thing what they were caught doing? They were caught they were caught recording hand signals of defenses, and we have these pictures that we get on the sideline that t- shows you the the way things are set up and the first two steps of that defense. They had two guys. The way that they got initially caught was. They tried to do it to Eric Mangini, who used to be on their coaching staff. He was pissed. You want to know how I know he was pissed? And I was at the Pentagon. We were doing a, a thing about concussions. It was myself, Eric uh, Mangini, uh, Joe Thomas, and uh, and one uh, one other guy. And we were with uh, they were meeting about concussions and, and how they correlate between football and the armed forces. And my first question to Eric Mangini: What pissed you? What made you blow the whistle on uh, Bill Belichick? And when you he was coaching the New York Jets, and he's like he said when he sees the guy who's known for doing the recording, he made he's like he's like what he's like motherfucker, he's like he's like no you didn't, 
He's like, you gonna do that to me? And he said, I said, he said, I sent security over there to get him right away. And he said, and I was like, I was like, you did the right thing. He said, yeah. He said, but it caused a lot of risk. I was like, but he was cheating, and you and you knew it, and you saw, and you thought he wasn't gonna do it to you too. And a lot of a lot of folks don't remember when uh, Josh McDaniels he got fired from the Broncos. You know why? Trying to record walkthroughs going through going on at Mile High Stadium. And John Elway said, we don't do that here. If I catch you again, <laughs> you're gone. And he was gone. <laughs> oh. So and they, so now he's still so Belichick's he, guy. <laughs> exactly. Bella Cheat. Exactly. Exactly, Eric. The the greatest coach that was uh, that's the uh rest is so Don Chula called him Bella Cheat. That was his name. Because he often it was like you can't. I don't, and I, I was asked the question uh, another time about what 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 do I think made him do that? I was like, I don't know. I don't know what made what made you think. It's like it's one thing to continue to get away with it. I was like, but you just keep on doing it just because. And the jacked up part to me was the fact that you only won each Super Bowl by three points or less. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and we keep calling somebody to go, but it was their defense that had them in every game. Mm. Huh. <laughs> that is true, and it wasn't because he was a defensive mastermind. Huh. No, it wasn't, but it was. But then you then you go through the uh, the flake gate stuff, and then, do you guys remember how the flake gate got busted? Didn't they send the ball to the wrong sideline? No, no, no. <laughs> they were kicking. They were kicking the crap out of the Indianapolis Colts. The Indianapolis Colts that year, the score was forty five to nothing. Indianapolis Colts that year had the Quill Jackson. Who had that was in football purgatory with the Cleveland Browns, and it was his first playoff game ever. Mm. He gets the interception. When you get an interception mm. off fumble recovery as a player, you don't give a damn who ball is. It's yours now. He took it over there <laughs> to his sideline, and they were like, "Wait a minute, is you know what you know what's up? What, what's up? What, what's up with this?" And so they then they checked it out, and then the, the other part that that when he tried to take it to court. And talking about he he destroys phones all the time and called the one dude the deflator because he because he lost a lot of weight. It was a kick, ain't that a kick in the head? <laughs> <laughs> but that's why that's why I have respect for a little respect for uh for uh, for the Western boy Tom Brady, but he he can't be the GOAT. He can't be the GOAT. And I think that's fair. I think that's fair. I mean, you played against the guy, I think that's fair that you have you you have the right to feel those ways because mm-hmm. again it directly affected your career. Yeah, but it's, but it's also too, it, I wasn't the only one he affected. You got to remember that was the, uh, the the first Super Bowl they won. They beat the the Rams. Then they beat also. Then they beat the uh, the Carolina Panthers. Oh, Jake DeLong, Who who know where Jake DeLong would have been? <laughs> yeah. He would have been a Super Bowl winner. <laughs> yeah, but then it beat us. They beat us yeah. as well. Because we were clobbering them for that first half, we were destroying them, and then you still we still almost won, and we had five turnovers. Yeah, mm. somebody no. threw up. <laughs> oh, Hollis, <laughs> it's funny because I rewatched that game recently, and um, oh. one of the things that they said, you know, they they showed a lot of the talk before the game started, and they're showing warm ups and everything like that. And I think people forget McNabb was obviously in the league before Tom Brady. But they're talking about going into the matchup. They're like, you know, we're, Tom Brady one day, he's hoping he could be the next Donovan McNabb. So I think oh, a lot of people forget how elite Donovan McNabb was for a long time. Yep. And I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't forget how I didn't forget how Mike, I didn't forget how elite he was. Oh no, I think, I, I, we I, didn't. I started, a lot of other people did. Oh uh, yeah. Well, I, I started getting pissed at Donovan when he started listening to the uh, powers that be about about being a pure passer. I was like, mm-hmm. you know, I was like, when I well. This, uh, the thing that I, uh, that that made, that made us fall in love as a defense with him was his his ability to keep the chains moving. When you have a a, def- a good defense, uh, 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 even it's just a good defense that can keep you in the game. The more the more you the longer you make those drives go, the the better that that defense will get. The more right. confidence we'll get, and then we'll start blasting other team and give you turnovers and give you short fields. When you go three and out. Put it this way, that we we lost to the Green Bay Packers six to three with Brett Favre. Yep. Yeah. And and it was like one of the times where I felt like he start, had just started listening to people 
instead of trying to be a pure pastor. It's like, dude, come on. Come on, man. But, you know. So is that is that the advice you give to Jalen Hurts is to move the chains, keep it going, don't just try to be pass, 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 even though you have weapons. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think Jalen Hurts, uh, he's, he's going to find a, a quality balance. I think he's – that's like a lot of people are down on him. And this is what I say to the people who are – or they say it's Jalen Hurts. That means you're not an Eagles fan. All that, all that negative. We don't need all that negative stuff. Santa Slade does not move without the without the non with the with the non-believers trying to ride it as well. Either you with us or against us. I don't need you half-assing in here. If you with us or against us. So it's like yeah. But and if if you, if you look at it look at it this way. If you don't get the job done, then he's not costing us anything. He's it's like everybody else that you're talking about bringing here, fuck ass. And he's been in he's been he's been in, he's been in what he's doing. And the advice I would give, or that I would give to him, is just do what it takes to win. And that's all you. That's all you want your leader to do. Do what it takes to win. If it means passing, passing. If it means running and putting the. If you do, you know how good a, a, a guy who can run, it puts an opposing defense on notice. It puts them on notice that if you can cover them up if you want to, I'll pull it down. I'll keep these chains moving. I'll turn around and hand it, hand the ball off here and there. But then we're going to catch you because you're going to have to stop the run. That's that's the one thing that I think uh, a lot of, a lot of people think nowadays. With the uh, when I say run the ball, when I say run the ball, I don't mean run it all the damn time. You right. put the defense on notice that you're not going to just be out there defending no damn pass. If you if we are all we have to do is defend the pass, <laughs> your ass your ass is grass. You can get you get the biggest lead you want, but if you can't if you can't run the ball, guess what happens when a, on an incomplete pass. Clock stops. Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, that I mean, I love, I love, I love being able to keep putting the defense on notice and run the ball down their throat and then hitting them with a little play action fake and hitting them deep, or coming out, coming out, having to pick. I'm a run and hit it with a play action fake and go deep, or just come out and pass just because I want to. Right. And then and then <laughs> when it's when we up by seven, possibly ten, just being able to turn around. And mash, 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 and then have you have you have your horses tired, and then I'll hit you downfield with something. But to just think that you're going to come out and dink and dunk, uh, sooner or later the ball is going to get tipped. It's going to be an interception, yeah. Uh, or, or you're just going to keep you're going to drop some passes here and there, and it, it keeps it gives the other team hope. I'm not here for hope. I'm not shaking their hands at the end of the game either. And I ain't trading no damn jersey. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. You're not a Jersey trader, Hollis? Hell no. No. <laughs> I wish I I wish I would. I barely I barely shake hands after the game. Only way I was shaking hands is they had happened to be in the victory formation. I'm coming uh, I'm coming out to say to say what's up to my offense. Other than that, I'm taking my ass into the in the what y'all to get undressed and get to get the hell out of there. See, Hollis, that surprised me because every time the camera would pan to you on the sideline, you, you always smile. had the biggest smile on your face. That's because that's because either we was we were, we were winning. I'm having a good time kicking somebody's ass. But that's what my guys. I'm not going to the opposing team. Fuck them. I mean, <laughs> to ruin their day. Love well, it. listen, I, ruin the opposing team's day. I love you saying that because I can't wait to. So over the over this month, mm-hmm. we're going to be hanging out with you a little bit in person, and I want to talk about these two events that we're going to be doing with you. So yeah. I'm gonna put I'm gonna put them on the screen and I want you to talk about them a little bit for the okay. people in case they didn't know. So the first one is on August 21st. What are we doing on August 21st? On August 24th, we're going to be at the Fort and Social in Allentown, PA, 645 Hamilton Street. At uh, 4 p.m. is uh, is going to be a post game show. It'll be more more of us uh, shooting the shit and, uh, and 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 having a ball last time. Uh, I think uh, I think Vincent uh, Vincent's going to show up with us. Uh, yep. uh, he talked to you, Johnny. He talked, yep. Vincent talked to you. He said yep. he's going to come down there with me. Uh, we, we're going to have a, a pretty good time. Yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be enjoyable. Yeah, that's going to be awesome because it's after a it's a preseason game. It's a preseason uh, game, but it's, be fun. it's it's against the the Browns too. But it, it, but it'll give us some substance though. It'll, oh, it'll for give, sure. It'll give, it'll give us something to talk about. Yeah. Uh, it'll get. Uh, and right now, all, this, all the things we're talking about, we're speculating. We watch the practice. Everybody's uh-huh. talking about, oh, Jalen had a he had a horrible practice. Oh, he had a great practice. It's practice. Nobody in practice is trying to hurt you. There's no harm or hurt or danger. Is that I just look for you to look good, 
and uh, and get into shape. My 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 key uh, thing is uh, my key check marks is it come from the game. So yeah, it does. <laughs> so again, go ahead, go ahead. Check. No, no. So again, that's that's August twenty first. That is live at Sports and Social in Allentown. Hollis Thomas is going to be live with us after the Eagles Browns preseason game, hanging out with us. So come hang out with us. We're going to do a live post game show. We're going to talk about the game. The preseason, we're going to talk about things that Hollis noticed as a football player. We're going to – who knows? Who knows? I can tell you after talking with this man for a couple minutes, who knows where these conversations are going to go. I love it. Anywhere. It's going to be It's going to be great. Um, <laughs> it's also – it's if people are familiar with that area, where the PPL Center, where the, the Valley Phantoms play, it's across the street from there, the old Hamilton. It's now sports and social. So um, get there early. We are expecting it to be uh, pretty busy. Um, probably a packed house on a Sunday afternoon. Um, so the way, some sun, good the food. way football Sundays are made. Exactly. Absolutely. Good, food, good people, good chatter. And that's what we're all about. Yeah. And then speaking of football Sundays. <laughs> yes. Speaking of football Sundays, this show is so good. You know we got to take it on the road. <laughs> but who are we going so, to see? I don't know, Hollis. Who are we going to go see? We're going to take a little road trip down to see Carson Wentz play with the play, play against the Commanders. We're taking a bus trip on September the 25th with Philly Sports Trip. And, uh, and actually the uh, 975, the Fanatics. Everybody's going to be there. We're trying to get a 1,000 people, folks, to go to FedExville and say hi to Carson. <laughs> we just going, we're going down there to uh, see if he uh, has learned his lesson about the AO1 stuff and being a being he's going to be a commander so hopefully we can welcome him uh back to the NFC East. <laughs> but you guys you got that there's also we're trying to get a bu- enough people to get a bus c- to leave from Allentown with you guys and we're all going to merge we're going to form like Voltron down on uh, down on Phoenix <laughs> Field. <laughs> and hope, but hopefully 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 as we form Voltron they put a little bit more uh cement and glue there because Last time we were down there in the lower level, things started to come apart. Yo, on that field for them. You saw that. You saw that, didn't you? Yo, that field. Considering FedEx, it's FedEx Field. That field did not deliver a good time. No, I mean we beat we beat the hell out of them. But yo, not only that, I was like when I played on it, the uh, the turf was less than stellar too. It's like it was like he was always kicking sand around. Yeah, well, Carson Carson Wentz's ACL may not feel very well. Yeah, <laughs> it's a ACL. Uh, you know the, the weirdest thing though is like I think uh, when Carson was here, it, had he had he handled things a little bit differently, I think he would still be here. Uh, sometimes you you got to uh, you got to not only hump you have to humble yourself, and especially being the number two overall pick, you still think your shit don't stink. You lead the league in picks, and you talk about you're not going to change the way you play. And we actually, I don't know if you guys follow me on Twitter. Me and some of my uh, former birds were talking about it when he when he first made the comment. I was like, "Sounds like somebody who's not being who's not afraid to be benched and has never been benched before, because it's it's a humbling experience. Because when you're not getting the job done, which he wasn't, you need to sit your ass down. And and then the part where he got rid of Nick Foles, mm-hmm. and um, and and the, and where he got rid of Doug Peterson, he got rid of everybody, but then he wanted to leave. It was like. But then you go somewhere where you want to go, and you get there, and right. you're stinking up the joint. And it, it's not, and it, and it was actually, um, I heard it was before even he got on the field because uh, this is one. This I'll let you guys in on this one. I'm sorry for taking up so much of your time. No, that's uh, fine. You're always welcome. Uh, the uh, the what shall the um, with the AO one stuff. It's like you expect everybody else to be at your stuff, but you mm-hmm. don't. You don't reciprocate the the the, the thing. And I, and I think that that's what happened. When you're a leader, you show you show the, you show the people that you're leading that you're giving them, that you're giving them about them. It's not all about you. And every time I saw him in the interview, he always had that L one shit on. He never had the bird stuff on. And you know, it's just all about Carson. He's like, I'm not going to change the way I play. Why the hell not? We get our ass kicked away that that way. And it was at the end of it's man, but you can't lead like that. You Mm-mm. cannot lead like that. So. so, come to the game now. Anyone listening? Everything. Come to yeah. the game. We've got a great bus trip. We're going to probably have a giveaway, uh, our bus giveaway. So we're going to have a, a giveaway on our bus. Got a lot of fun things planned. 
So if anyone wants to, um, I know in our Instagram bio, we have the link. Uh, I can, we can post the link. The link actually is in the, the show bio as well. Uh, so make sure on YouTube, if you're looking at the, you know, the bio, it should be in there. So you click on that, order your tickets uh, through that uh, up to the end of, end of August. So still have a little bit of time here, but you know, join us. We're trying to make it the biggest, the Washington takeover. So yeah, I, I, I want to take it over. I don't want, I don't yeah. want there to be a seat available for a commander <laughs> fan. Yeah, it's just Philly. It's a uh, you can go to phillysportstrips.com to get everything. There's gonna be tremendous food, drinks, and the whole shebang. We're gonna we're gonna have a, a ball ass time. <laughs> I gotta I, I gotta ask before we let you go. Okay. What do you think of the name Commanders? I was talking to somebody else about this, <laughs> and somebody has already called them commies, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, and then I talked to an older guy. He was like. He said he feels sorry for the cheerleaders. I was like, why? He's like, have you ever just thought about when the cheerleaders try to spell out the, the mascot name? He's like, give me a C. Give me an O. Give me an M. Give me another M. What, wait a minute. What were we spelling again? <laughs> have you ever <laughs> seen the like, replacements? Yes. Love where them. the cheerleaders are spelled out. Were they not Lady of the Night, though? <laughs> they, 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 they were strippers. They were strippers. Uh, exotic dancers. So, that's, oh, that's right. There's no sex in the champagne room. <laughs> so, again, two opportunities with All About yes. the Birds to see my man Hollis. You can see us at Sports and Social on August 21st, or you can buy your tickets on the bus, and we are going to go just absolutely terrorize Carson yeah. Wentz. In Washington, we're going to make them wish they had no name and we're the football team again. We're yes. going to put a question mark after it. Football team? And we're yes. going to slap them down. We're going to break their stadium apart. You teach me to football? <laughs> it would take much to break that stadium yes. apart. Yes. It would not take much, no. Yes. And, uh, and uh, join us on – first, join us on uh, on August the 21st at the at the uh, Sports and Social in Allentown across from the what? Or, or PBL both, Center. Yeah, on PBL Center. Or both Gator. Both, Gator says Gator says join both. And, Gator or, says uh, both. Yeah. Adam said both. I know my wife. By the way, I, you got to be careful. I would appreciate if you don't steal my wife over these two trips. That's going to be great. Just telling you that now. That's that's totally up to you, you guys. I don't. I'm not into. I'm not into that. I'm not. A, I'm not. I'm not a unicorn. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but I keep I keep hearing girls say that, but. <laughs> I want to point out but she's in the other room literally hitting on Hollis oh, Thomas on my computer screen. Good stuff. All right, that's Hollis's time. <laughs> I'm going to practice tomorrow. I have more I have more to report for you guys. Um uh, I might I might pop on with you guys next week. We gotta get it a little bit earlier. You know, I'm an older guy now. I uh I do um uh, I do happy I hours and stuff. And they'd be ready to pass out. <laughs> Dude, I would do a Hollis Thomas happy hour. Oh, yeah, we can do a happy hour. I'd be useless the rest of the day. Well, hey, but I'll know, do a Hollis Thomas happy hour. You got, we got to get you. You guys have a, a liquor sponsor? I don't Not think yet. We, do. we used we're to. Well, one. we were going we to have one, and then they just ghosted us. So they did. I think we need a liquor sponsor. <laughs> yeah, you got to get us a liquor sponsor so we can have a, a happy hour. Get tanked mm. during the happy hour. Get, like get tanked. Get yeah. tanked. Oh, I had I had a podcast. It was Get Tanked Happy Hour. You know, it's uh, I, I still got the copyrights. So we can have the segment. The Get, the get yes. Tanked segment. Yes. Yes. I like that. So, like Hollis, that. we appreciate you spending some time with us tonight. Go get some rest. Right. Let us know what yes. happens in practice. And uh, yes. go birds. Go, go birds. I'll, see you. I'll check you guys out next week. My man. My man. Now, now we are not going anywhere. We got some things to talk about, but my God, do I love that man? Yeah, it's great, great stuff. I love listening to you know brings up stories, starts going, and just, just, just goes. And I love that. Just, just listen. You just gotta listen. That's all. So, so we learned to that he hates Tom Brady. I, I can't. That's understandable. It's understandable. I can't argue with the guy. A, a guy that played in Super Bowl thirty nine, hating Tom Brady. I can't argue with him. I get it hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of, there's a lot to that. And it sucks, especially when you watch, like Mike said, you watch that replay and if it wasn't for the turnovers now, 
if they never watched the Eagles film, he probably Eagles would have scored a lot more points, but um, it's an unfortunate thing, but it's, you know what, what Hollis said was right though. Yeah. That was definitely a tale to have. Like I remember watching it and it's just, I'm like, why, why is the, you can't tell me that the Patriots are that good at adjusting at halftime. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it was just, like, they just knew everywhere. And, but still, even then the defense was so good that even after they adjusted, it was right. still like four five, six it yards. Took, it took that team making mistakes. It took that Eagles team making mistakes, yeah. even with them, with the Patriots knowing what was up. It took that Eagles team making mistakes for us to lose that game. I have a Super Bowl 39 banner right back there. I see it. I can see the logo on the bottom. There. I have an all about the birds helmet. What are we doing here? I love that. I like the did I mention that I mentioned you know we have an all about the birds helmet? It probably would be better if you put it on so people don't gotta look at your ugly face. Well, I don't know. I don't know what size this is. Hold on. Yeah, oh, it's an extra extra it's an extra medium, guys. That's not going on. I think you just have put, a big head. I do, it's full of knowledge. And yeah, his ego. Like and my ego, yep. So um yeah, Johnny, by the way, is saying if you happen to have the 2004 video yearbook DVD, Hollis mic'd up at ha- almost half the time, and it's hysterical. Oh, he is. He's funny. Oh, yeah. I remember him. It was on the bench. You have him. You have Hugh Douglas. Uh, <laughs> Corey Simon. Who is also have, hysterical. Yeah, Hugh Douglas is awesome. Um, but, you know, it's, it's fun talking with Hollis. Um, you're going to be able to have two different times to, you know, be in his presence. So that's going to be awesome. Um, really looking forward to it. So, I might have to rearrange my plans to go on that bus trip. Yep, may have to. I mean, but here's the problem. I'm going to be in New York Saturday into Sunday, so I'm going to have to drive home super early to get on a bus to drive to Virginia. I might just have to do it. You don't have to drive the bus. You just go to sleep. Right, but you see what I'm saying. It's a lot of traveling. I might just have to sleep and do it. I don't see what you're saying. Listen, uh, I have I'm, to drive an hour to get on this bus. I am not local to Reading and Allentown, but I am committing, just, just I am committing to this. What? I can always bring you tissue so you can cry. It's okay. That's true. I would appreciate but that. Thank you so much. We'll finish the last. We won't talk too much, um, but of course, training camp uh, is underway, full swing. They're in pads. I know it's not like the old days, but there is you know, a few things coming out there. Um, but I, what I like to see is I like seeing the individual. I like seeing the players You know, put the pads on, doing different uh, the drills and everything. Um, you don't get to see them. You know, eleven on eleven, everything like that. You know, it's not Lehigh anymore, which it sucks that you don't get to see that. There's only a select number of people that get to see that. Um, but you know, it's just for me. I just think I'm gonna do that. Um, yeah, you could do that. <laughs> it's it's my anniversary weekend, and I'm spending it with you, chuckleheads, and my wife. <laughs> Unless you oversleep and miss the bus. Where is the Where is the pickup at? Out of curiosity, it is. Um, in Allentown, PA, right yeah, uh, in the parking lot of basically it's St. Luke's parking lot, but basically my work as well. So, <laughs> oh, that's not. And I did okay with the with the owner and everything, so everything is okay for us to use those spaces. So I just. Oh, clear. that's actually really close to my house too. That's my so there you go. Place. Perfect. Can you give me a ride home? I'll just have my wife drop me off, and then she can go home. Sure. Um. So, thanks, buddy. So my my one thing, you know, with Johnny Higgins bringing this up, talking about Lehigh, I love Lehigh. Yeah. Uh, you know, to, since we're talking training camp, it sucks that they're not doing it. Um, I understand the logistics on why they don't do it, but you do see other teams, Pittsburgh Steelers do it. Um, I believe Buffalo Bills, I think they do it as well. There's a number of teams that still trap. The Packers, I think, right? Packers. But I know – I know Lehigh, the logistics aspects aren't, weren't the greatest and they're more cushier at the Nova care. The, the facilities are better. I understand that. But again, if you want team building and team bonding, like, like Holla said too, you have all these people cheering for you, watching you go up against this guy one-on-one all the time. I just think the fan aspect needs to be looked at a little bit in this. And they're not practicing that much, so it can't be the – well, you have to look at the, the health of the players and everything because they're taking those steps. They're taking those precautions. But I feel the fans should be – you know, having one practice in the stadium – ooh, look at this. We have one practice. And they use it as a money-making ploy. Yeah. I, that I don't mind. I don't really care. They 
they charge out the ass for preseason games. So $10 isn't true for charity. That's fine. Um, but I have a problem with how much they charge for preseason games, by the way. So do I. Yeah, that's another issue. For um, what you're getting, like, yeah. so yeah, no, hey, here, I, come, I come to a really expensive preseason game. Here's Reed Sinet for your entertainment. Listen, Thanks, that's so. like that's like going to a JV football game and getting charged three times what you would get charged for regular football game. It's I'd just go to a JV working. game, the stadium's right across my street. I just walk over there and then just walk home. Well, yeah, that's logistically. That's the other thing is the, the drive as well. And that's now that's why, you know, this bus trip is also really cool too, because there's a lot of fans in the, you know, even the Reading area, the Burks, the Northampton County, the Lehigh Valley. There's a lot of fan Eagles fans that they don't have to drive down to Philly, South Jersey to take this bus down. Now, you know, they right. can get it you know, somewhere that's closer. But even what Adam's saying here, training camp used to be at Westchester before it was at Lehigh. And it's I just hearing about that. Yeah. It's, it's more close knit with the fan base, I feel. And I, yeah, 2004 was crazy. I remember 2004, my mom would drop me off. I would go in the, the masses and it would be literally like you're at a preseason game because of the amount of people. There were so many people there. It was so loud. T.O. making great deep catches over the corners and the, the eruptions you'd hear. It was just, it was a scene like no other. You know, and it's just, I miss that. It, it When they moved away from Lehigh, again, I, I understood some of the reasoning. Um, I do. But at the same time, it took it, it took it away from the, I want to say the common man, the, the non-athlete, the people who, like Johnny's saying here, I got a Randall Cunningham autograph at Lehigh. You heard Hollis say, like, yeah. he, as a rookie, he was required to walk the whole gambit and he had to change his autograph. It became like you fell in love with these players outside of football because you had these conversations. And I don't feel the same way about this crop of them. Unless you're going to these events and you're going to these signings and you're, which is, those are great. And, you know, knowing that they're playing at these state of the art facilities and they're practicing, I almost feel like it coddles this generation of football players a little bit. Um, like a, a guy that we're going to end up talking about over the next month is Jalen Rager, right? Jalen Rager at this point is being coddled by not hearing the fans every day. True. Good point. You know what I mean? Like maybe he needs to get toughened up. Maybe he's got a scar over his open wounds and all of a sudden it's not game one and he somehow makes the team and he's getting booed out of link. Maybe he needs to go to Lehigh where these people are going, come on, like do better. And he can actually hear it and he can respond and it's put up or shut up time. And Carson Wentz, like another guy, he needed to be in front of the fans at Lehigh. It's just, you know, it's di- it was different. And, you know, the one story that I, I bring up, and I've actually brought it up to him um, as well, was back in 2003, like Hollis said, the rookies would come up and sign and you'd get to take a picture or whatever. Back in 2003, um, my sister was nine years old. She got a picture with this big offensive lineman. And she asked me, oh, who, who's this guy? Because he signed her program and took a picture with her. I still have the picture to this day. And it's funny because I told her, oh, it's some rookie free agent out of Delaware State. He won't be on the team, but it's okay. It, it wind up being Jamal Jackson. That's and Jamal good. Jackson wind up being starting center for years after until Jason Kelsey took his his spot in 2011. And, you know, I've, I brought it up to Jamal, and he's even said, you know, it, wow, it's just really cool. I didn't know that. It's just stuff like that. that and and that's that. the, 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 the players appreciate those stories. Yeah, exactly. And I, it's just, it was something else. And it's just something that I wish that I could, you know, have my daughter and now my son do something like that. I understand you can still go to the stadium and all stuff like that. I understand that, but it's different. And hopefully one day it may come back, but I just don't see that. at this. I, point I don't yet. see I don't it. Because it's, it's Chip Kelly's fault because he brought it back to NovaCare because Andy Reid w- wanted them. Well, actually... I had heard Ruben Frank was talking on his podcast the one day. Apparently, I guess Jeff Lurie and Harry Roseman had been kind of I th- starting the transition or they but were also, talking. I about think it. wasn't wasn't the nail in the coffin the 
um, the unfortunate passing of Andy Reid's son and stuff like that at the complex yeah. too. So I think there was a lot Might of. I think issues. I think it was a logistical nightmare. Is, is the whole thing? Because I think, think so about, too. Think about everything that you have to move, and I know it's just an hour and a half, but you know, for Johnny and for me, um, I mean, it came to it's a point the facilities, where facilities, though, too. The facilities yeah. weren't the greatest. No, and, and you know, I used to. What I used to do is, you know, because I started at my job in 2004, I would go and I would um, teenage Jeff to Lehigh. Was he as spazzy then as he is now? Um, oh yeah. <laughs> but oh I yeah. Find a picture of him with the wings on. He'd he'd wear the wings flapping. I would go to training camp in the morning and then go to work late and then just work later. You know, my boss was fine with it. He would he would set jobs up so I'd work till like 7:30, 8 o'clock. And that that's how I spent a lot of my summer. And it's yeah. it was just one of those things. Like I would take my mom, I would go with my dad, I would go with my uncle, I would go with friends. It was it wasn't just about the team, it was about the connections that you made with your family and your friends. Right. And you know, you you made bonds with the people that you care about over this team. And I understand that those bonds are still there. But a little bit, a little piece of it is just, it's kind of missing and it's a bummer. And, you know, for the Lehigh Valley, especially, you know, you'd go out and you would see Eagles in the community. And, you know, um, at one point, it's like a boost to the businesses. Corel Buckhalter was in the shop that I worked at at one point in time. Unfortunately, it was before I worked there. Um, so it's, it's stuff like that. Like, mm -hmm. and I, I feel like we're just kind of missing out on it. And I feel like maybe it humbled the players a little bit too. Yeah. And that was my, that's my Jalen Rager point. I mean, I, it's been a couple of weeks since I've been on, but we, there was a story that I, I told on, on my Monday night show, Chip and Drip, where my partner, JD, is a, he moved to South Carolina and he is a, he's a college or a high school basketball coach there. And one of his players plays AAU ball with Jay Jaws' brother or cousin or somebody. Okay. And it came up in conversation that, you know, JD does this show and they showed Jay Jaw a clip of me and JD ragging on Jay Jaw. So he calls JD. It's like, oh, I don't like that you're ragging on me. If these guys are still Lehigh, that doesn't happen because he hears it. Yeah. Oh, also one more Lehigh note. Apparently Donovan McNabb is a terrible tipper. So is Shady McCoy. But yeah. um, that is. Oh, there's two guests we'll never get on the show. Moving on. Um, <laughs> well, now we're not. Well, I didn't say it. That's what I had heard. I can neither confirm or deny. That's just what I heard. Yeah. Well. So let's talk about this crop of Eagles for the last couple minutes of the show, because as you mentioned, training camp is going on. Um, we do not have some of the same storylines that, say, Cleveland does. Uh, we do not have some of the same storylines that the Hall of Fame guys have tomorrow. We have football. But so, yeah. yeah. Also, though, the other storylines you're seeing around the league are the injuries. Tim Patrick torn ACL out for the season, a big loss for the Broncos. James Washington, who was going to be possibly. Cowboys got worse. Cowboys got worse. <laughs> because you're, Michael Gallup is. Um, probably not going to start the season. He's and they out. traded Amari Cooper. And they traded Amari Cooper. Pick up Jalen Tolbert in fantasy, everybody. Especially there's your dynasty leagues. There's your nugget of the night. Ooh, I like that. Nugget of the night. I don't I don't like that. It sounds like you have to poop. Well, um, what did you do? <laughs> but we're talking about the Cowboys, so there's the shit. Um, no. Oh, well done, sir. Well done. But go, well go done. on. Go on. So anyway, they're, they're – Eagles training camp has been going on. As we mentioned, knock on wood, and you all better knock on some serious wood, there have not been in I knew you were going to do that. There have not been any injuries or any severe injuries, and I find that really interesting. Be and we talked about this a little bit, where Nick Sirianni clearly runs practice differently than Doug Peterson ever did because these guys are coming and prepared. But I do want to ask you, is it because of the bubble helmets? Like Jason Kelsey's helmet specifically? Yo. <laughs> Yo. I like that. That, that was good. He, that took, was good, good he took the bubble helmet and wrapped it in bubble wrap. Did you see what Jalen Hurd said? He's looking at he's like, what, what is what is Jason doing? Like, I, I don't even know how to react to a guy like Kelsey sometimes. 
I laugh. I cannot wait for him to retire so he can go down as my all-time favorite Eagle. Don't don't say that. I can wait for Jason Kelsey to retire. Well, that, and but that's so that's part of it. You look at these young guys showing up, and apparently the replacements that they're picking. You know, your Jordan Davis. Jordan Davis is a backup, and they are like he could be starting in this league right now. Kobe Dean's a backup because TJ Edwards is looking very, very good. And he's he's muscle and he's looking put together, which is great to see. I just I get a very different vibe from and this one I want to ask you guys. I get a different vibe from Mm -hmm. this training camp so far. What are you the takeaways that you have after this little bit of training camp that we've seen? I feel Mm -hmm. like one thing is people overreact to quarterback performances too much, either be it good or bad. Yes. They're doing things in practice that they're probably not going to try in a game because they want to see if they could do it in practice. So like, oh, Jalen had a bad day. He did this. And that. yeah, That's but- why they're throwing Jalen Rager the ball. Got it. Continue. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, Nick, I guess we can't have on like, like, look, I don't want him. Yeah, that's fine. Um, <laughs> at Giants camp the other day. Brian Dable was telling Daniel Jones, throw it as far as you can. I want to see what the cornerbacks can do. So I guarantee things like that are happening here where they're saying, hey, Jalen, throw the ball there. I want to see what Bradbury is going to do or Maddox or Slayer. We know what those guys are going to do. So, you know, I feel like they roll these stats out. Oh, Hertz was 9 of 11 for this, but no touchdowns. Not today. One in particular does it. You you know what I'm talking about. I know you're talking about. Go ahead. It's like don't overreact like to That's stuff all like they that. do it's clickbait you overreact yeah. you get more clicks you get more stuff i i Listen. do want to ask though about I'm that number good. specifically that 11 because part of the big conversation of last year was the run to pass ratio and i heard what hollis said was you know you don't necessarily care as long as the chains keep moving and then they go out and they get a guy like aj brown and they go out and they say, well, Jalen Rager is competing for a spot. And we're throwing him the ball and he's leading the team in touchdowns right now. Um, the wide receivers in touchdowns, which, again, you right. said they don't do things like this. Are you, either of you, at all concerned that Jalen Hurts is not throwing the ball 15, 20, 30 times in these walkthroughs? Nope. Is this what our offense is moving forward? No, now, I think listen, they throw more than they did that. You have to look at it this year. way. How much of the time in practice are they charting how many times he throws? Because remember, it's only a 58-minute practice. So how much the stretching, how much of the time is doing that? How much, how much actual time do they have that they're throwing the ball? Because remember, how many times is Minshew throwing then? And how many times then is – not talking about – I have not heard any talk about Minshew. So – but he's still throwing the ball. So you I heard Carson Strong threw a ball well. What? Carson Strong? I heard that Carson Strong threw a ball well. He, has, yeah. he does have a strong arm, but hence the name. Like, a, like again, like the, way I, the way I look at tra- the training camp and what I want to see and what I like is you have A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Quez Watkins, Dallas Goddard going up against the Darius Slay, James Bradbury, yeah. Marcus Epps, and TJ Edwards, and the defensive line, the offensive line, they're going up against one another. Like I've seen in multiple social media posts by certain players, uh, Eagle social media, iron sharpens iron. So you're getting these type of players battling each other day in and day out to make each other better players. Agreed. So that's what I like to see. Yeah. Uh, I'm not, and Chip, like you said, I'm not concerned about how much they're passing or not passing. I mean, I'm sure, I know that because of the CBA, they can only do so much in practice, but maybe Jalen's getting him work with like AJ Brown or some of the other guys after practice. Maybe they're just throwing around, running routes, stuff like that. So I'm not worried about it. And hey, look, if everything that's being said about Jalen Hurts' work ethic and his drive is true, then we don't need to be concerned about that. Then he's been staying sharp in the offseason. And, he's been and, working and he, has, he has not done anything to make me question it right now. Yeah. I'm simply just asking the question. I'm not concerned then. No, I'm not. I'm not concerned, honestly. And I, I you guys were saying before, this is different. They just appear more prepared. I feel like 
Nick Sirianni just prepares his team differently. Do you remember how many times during Doug Peterson's career as head coach of the Eagles, the first half was the most atrocious first half of football you've ever watched? And they, they didn't go with the game plan. Yeah. And then they turn around in the second half. So I just feel like, especially the Atlanta game last year, they came out firing on all cylinders. And then Nick had some lumps as a rookie head coach and the team and hurts in his first year as a starter. Obviously he's going to have lumps and Sanders got hurt. So, um, but I feel like this team this year is going to be really prepared to play. I feel like right now, especially with the injuries Dallas is getting, we do have a chance to win the NFC East really do. I mean, I think it's going to come through us. I I don't see either of the other NFC East teams winning it. I, I even, even if Dallas doesn't come through the injuries, I do not think that they are, Again, I judge an offseason by if your team got better. The Dallas Cowboys got exponentially worse. Exponentially worse. The Eagles got noticeably better. The Eagles got better in every position except for punter where they were weak. See, and that that's the key thing when you're looking at division, even when you're looking at the conference, because you look at the other teams in the conference, Aaron Rodgers is still there. I understand that. But he Packers lost- got worse. He lost Devontae Adams. He lost one of his safety blankets. And you have Tom Brady lost his starting center. Um, that's the, the minute that the 49ers trade Jimmy Garoppolo, they're going to get noticeably worse. Uh, I know he's not really practicing with the team right now, but they're already noticeably worse. The Bears, worse. I mean, these are not teams that I'm necessarily worried about. I didn't, but, think, I didn't think the Bears could get yeah. worse, but yeah, when did you, when did we, when start Justin Fields about- fully takes over? All right, you could sit this one out. Um, we're not talking about them. I would think the Lions have a better option than the Bears. I think Bears are going to be. I agree. Um, and we're going to no. find out when they start hard knocks in a couple of weeks because I will be watching that and watching the Lions. I won't. I don't have HBO because I'm cheap. All right. Do you have AT&T? I do not. Oh, well, then sucks to suck. Um, but I'll be watching hard knocks because Craig Reynolds from Kutztown is on the Lions. Thank you for that tidbit of information, and it's gone. No, uh, well, I I knew a player and a college, and you're gonna throw shade at me right now, sir. Yeah, what the hell, man? Whoa, come on! Because he Whoa. he researched that. I could throw him a name and tell him, and he won't. Know I went to is. college with him. Okay, well then you should know. <laughs> that that's how he knows. That's how I know. That that's how he knows exactly. Don't worry, I will be. Uh, we will need to do a trivia night of colleges, so. Do you know who I went to high school with? A bunch of people, nobody relevant. George Washington? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not that old, Johnny. <laughs> oh, okay, I think this is where we can... Uh, I know it wasn't a lot of training camp talk, but again, we'll be having more discussions in the next couple of weeks talking about the NFC. He's talking about preseason. Preseason, the first preseason game is is on August 12th. Um, yeah, well, story of my life. So... Uh, um, <laughs> I want that on a t-shirt in the shop. Disappointing, Johnny. Disappointing, Johnny. Yeah. I can introduce you to someone that's disappointed, but I won't do that. But, um, wow. Yeah. I think it's time to, uh, nail this one, mail this one in. Yeah. So anyway, mm-hmm. we, we, we dropped a couple of big pieces of information. First off, huge thank you to everybody who commented in. We didn't want to bombard house with all the comments. So that's why some of your comments did not appear up, but we do appreciate them. We do see them. Um, make sure you're liking, subscribing, sharing, clicking that, you know, Hey, we're live button so that you know when, Hey, we're live. Um, I do believe that's a notification of some kind. Yes, it is a notification. Hit the bell, hit the bell. Ding. Um, two big pieces of information. If you were living under a rock, uh, on August 21st at sports and social across from the PPL center in Allentown, Pennsylvania. Hollis Thomas will be joining us live. You can come watch the Eagles play the Browns. Um, Boo the Browns all you want and their terrible selection of quarterback. Mm -hmm. And we'll talk about what this team looks like in a couple of weeks with Hollis Thomas. So that is August 21st at 4 o'clock. We'll be doing a live post-game show at Sports and Social in Allentown. We also would like you to... Please, 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 please buy your tickets to the ultimate bus trip to FedEx Field where we are traveling on a bus with all of these wonderful people that you see on your screen right now. 97.5 The Fanatic, Philly Sports Trips, 
a whole bunch of amazing podcasts and us. I'm including us in that amazing podcast, though, by the way. We are going to FedEx Field to go rag on Carson Wentz because most likely he will not make it to the game where he comes back to the link if history does usually repeat itself. Go on, get your tickets, say that AAT Birds, that All About the Birds sent you. When we fill a bus, we are ready to rock. Um, it includes food, bus travel, and lower-level tickets. They are better than any tickets you are going to get at the link for cheaper. So do it. Do it. Uh, all of our great sponsors there in the bios. Johnny, do you want to share some of our amazing sponsors? I can share all the sponsors Lovely. with everybody. So first sponsor we have, Statement Games. Fun free twist on fantasy sports. The link is in the bio. Uh, ATSportsNetwork.com slash shop. Uh, a lot of cool gear. Um, hopefully we see some of the patrons on the bus wearing uh, the shirts. Like, like one that Mike has right now. Especially because um, it's filling up fast. Thank you. This one is my favorite shirt, by the way. I just love the logo. Although I've worn this one so much, I do need to get a new one soon. So, and you can go to that website that's right on the screen and get yourself a new one. Yes, 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 yes. Also, <laughs> Vinny Pizza and Restaurant, located off the Iroquois Trail in the Old Town Shopping Center in Allentown. Visit them today, www.vinnyspizzapa.com. Tell them we sent you. Also, Stuff to the Grills, located off the Iroquois Trail as well in the Old Town Shopping Center in Allentown. www.stufftothegrills.com. Like I said, tell them we sent you. Uh, some great food. Um, and you know, with that, I think, uh, we're done here. Um, I don't know. It's going to be fun the next couple of weeks. I'm going to be enjoying it. We're only 18 days away from our live event. So let's go. Baby. Be, I'm ready. It's, it's going to be fun. It's going to be very enjoyable. Um, the place is awesome. So, uh, I don't know. I just, I just think that. A lot of people are going to have fun. It's going to be busy. I think it's going to be very, very busy. It's going to be very so, busy. Um, if I know they did post as well, uh, if you check their uh, Instagram page, uh, Sports and Social Allentown, uh, they did say if you want to reserve your, you know, your spot there, you can put a reservation. So if you're worried about being too crowded, not having a space, not having anything, then um, put a reservation in there just so you have your spot, um, have your spot reserved. Cool. We're going to do that too. Because we're all going to be there, and we're going to take turns at the table, so we're going to have a special AAT table. Yeah. Well, we'll already have our spot, I believe, so Excellent. we're okay. I just want to point out that I'm really excited to be back on the Weekly Report. I took a couple weeks off. I took so long off that I'm wearing a union hat on this show, guys. I started watching soccer in my time off. That's Make nice. sure you check out our other shows, including Across the Pitch. Yeah. Yes. Across the Pitch, Birds... <laughs> Beers and BS with Peanut and Jeff, who will be with us uh, on the twenty first. Uh, and so, Party Doll Dave. And Party uh, Party Doll Dave will not be at the place, y'all. The event. Um, yeah, Party Doll Dave is a part of that show, is what I mean by that. He, oh yeah, you are right. You know what? He may show up. I I don't know. Um, that is to be seen. But uh, no, it's want to thank Hollis for coming on. Um, absolute awesome. That. Uh, he was able to give us his time. Um, Liz loved the stories. I love talking with him. Can't wait to meet him in person and be able to uh, hang out with him. Uh, that's going to be awesome. It's going to be very, very fun. So definitely um, looking forward to it. And for show. For show. For show. But with that, very I'm happy. Sure. That's, that's Mike. Mike. Hi. That's Johnny. Hi. We're going to end this with a very positive and a very happy Go Birds! Go Birds! Go Birds.